This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. The Biden administration launched a broad-based effort by federal agencies to improve the quality of life for renters. The announcement comes at a time when 40% of renters are struggling to keep up with their rent payments, but raises questions about how to make housing affordable in a way that's fair for both renters and landlords. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Rents have been soaring across the country as housing demand continues to outpace supply, but it has also been slowing down as the Federal Reserve works to slow inflation with rate hikes. According to Zillow, typical U.S. asking rents are $1,981, which represents a yearly growth rate of 7.4%. That's down from a peak of 17% last February. Rents and rent growth vary widely from market to market. In Miami, year-over-year rent growth is 11.7%, while Las Vegas is showing a negative 0.9% increase. A few other examples include Cincinnati, with a rent growth rate of 10.2%, and Indianapolis at 9.6%. Getting back to the renter protection announcement, let's look at some of the top calls to action. One, the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, will be investigating ways that tenants are being unfairly prevented from getting into housing or removed from housing they already have. Some of the practices they will be investigating include the use of background checks, tenant screening algorithms, adverse action notices for rejecting applicants, and information on applicants' source of income. Number two, those two agencies will also issue guidance for the credit reporting process and coordinate enforcement efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information. They will also hold background check companies accountable if they engage in unfair procedures. Three, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, will be involved with renter protections that include limits on excessive rent increases. The agency describes it as a public process that prioritizes transparency with updates, including one within the first six months. The FHFA will also encourage affordability for the multifamily market, with affordability requirements for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans. Four, the Department of Justice is expected to issue guidance on the prevention of anti-competitive information sharing in the rental market. Five, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, will work on new rules that require at least 30 days notice before a lease is terminated for a public housing tenant who stopped paying rent. Six, the Biden administration plans to hold quarterly meetings with tenants and tenant advocates to make sure that their voices are being heard. All of this is part of the so-called Blueprint for a Renter's Bill of Rights. The guiding principles include safe, quality, accessible, and affordable housing, clear and fair leases, education, enforcement, and enhancement of renters' rights, and the right to organize. Several housing provider groups are also participating in this effort. The National Association of Realtors, or NAR, and its affiliate, the Institute of Real Estate Management, have made a commitment to promote resident-centered property management practices. That might include the use of alternative credit scores for applicants who don't have much of a credit history, or the sharing of information with an applicant about housing choice vouchers or rental assistance programs. The National Apartment Association and the National Multifamily Association have also made commitments to promote resident-centered management practices. 
That might include help for tenants who want to improve their credit scores by reporting positive rent payments to credit bureaus. While those agencies are promising those contributions, they're also speaking out against rent control. As mentioned in a Bigger Pockets blog, numerous studies have found that the long-term effects of rent control hurt the people these policies intend to help. There are studies by the Brookings Institution and Stanford that show rent control may provide short-term relief for renters but decrease housing affordability over the long term. That's because landlords get out of the business, which reduces the amount of available rental housing, increases demand, and leads to higher rents. The National Apartment Association says that rent control discourages the creation of affordable rental housing, including new construction and rental housing renovations. The National Bureau of Economic Research says that rent control keeps smaller families from downsizing and opening up that rental space for new, larger households. There are several detailed, well-informed arguments against rent control, but at the heart of the issue is what's truly happening with rent inflation. Currently, rent growth is coming down. Yes, it's still growing year over year, and yes, a large chunk of the renter population is rent burdened. That calls for a solution, but rent control is only a short-term solution, and it's very difficult to get rid of it once it's in place. According to Bigger Pockets, the National Multifamily Housing Council would like to see direct subsidies to low-income renters and builders who create affordable housing. Many housing industry insiders also say that rental housing policies should be regulated at the state and local level. In a CNN article, NARS Kenny Parcel warns of the negative impact of federal policies saying that they can potentially drive housing providers out of the market and make housing more expensive over the long term. He also says expanding the federal government's role in rental policy also places an even greater undue burden on mom-and-pop providers. NAR said high rents are the result of supply and demand imbalance and that more affordable housing is needed to keep rents from rising like they've been. The NAA's Bob Pinnegar says, For months, the National Apartment Association worked with the White House in good faith. He says, We stand by our commitment to promote industry resident services and practices, but we're opposed to expanded federal involvement in the landlord and tenant relationship. Complex housing policy is a state and local issue, and the best solutions utilize carrots over sticks. Well, that's it for today. If you'd like to learn more about landlord-tenant relationships and property management, you'll find several articles at newsforinvestors.com under the Learning tab. And when you're there, you can click on the Join for Free button for complete access to all of our data. And thank you for subscribing to our podcast. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Kathy Fedke for real estate market updates and commentary. I'm Kathy Fedke, and thanks again for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.